This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for bookends. Kia ora, welcome to Bookends with Ruth Todd. This week, we have a phone call to interview with Australian crime writer Jane Harper, talking about her fifth novel, Exiles. Many of you will remember her first book, The Dry, which made such an impression and was later adapted into a movie. Jane Harper is the author of the international bestsellers The Dry, Force of Nature, The Lost Man and The Survivors. Her books are published in 40 territories worldwide and The Dry has been adapted into a major motion picture starring Eric Bana. And Face of Nature, I believe, is in production now. Jane's won numerous awards, including the Australian Book Industry Award, Book of the Year, the Australian Indie Award Book of the Year, the CWA Gold Dagger Award for Best Crime Novel and the British Book Award Crime and Thrillers Best of the Year. What a what a CV! Welcome, Jane. Hello, thank you for having me. You worked as um, you went back. You came from England, and then you were in Australia, and then your family went back. And when you had done your degree in at the University of Kent in history and English, you worked as a print journalist for thirteen years, both in the UK and then in Australia. And now you're and you've been in Melbourne for quite a long time. I wondered how why you decided to um, turn to crime writing when you were obviously a very successful print journalist and uh, how did it all happen? Yeah, well, I um, it's very funny to say I was a very successful journalist. So I actually think um, you know journalism was something that I um, I really enjoyed doing. Um, because I loved writing and that was a way that I could do it professionally. Um, but my heart was always really drawn to novels and I'd wanted to write a book for my, you know, my whole life really, as long as I can remember since I you know, first learned to read. Um, but I think like a lot of aspiring authors, it just seemed like the task was too huge to tackle. I didn't even know where you would start and it's such a um, huge time commitment um, and effort and everything else uh, with really uncertain rewards. Um, and that had put me off for years and years and years. And I think finally, um, I, the thing that changed for me was just um, flipping that mindset a little bit. And I, I realized that I wanted to do it enough that I was able to kind of let go of any expectations that, you know, the manuscripts I wrote would get picked up by a publisher or anybody else would ever read it. And I just wanted to write it for myself um, and write the kind of book that I would enjoy reading, which are kind of mysteries with a bit of twists and turns and um characters that I felt I could I would like to follow through so that was that was how I ended up um, writing my first novel The Dry you know just in my spare time while I was working full-time. Yes and and did you you didn't really expect um, the acclaim that happened I mean 2016 was quite a year for you you had your first child and and you um, won this award and it was published what was the award you won for it was an unpublished award wasn't it it was so that was the very first um, kind of recognition I ever got for um, the dry which was just in manuscript form at that stage um, and I had written this book um, in my free time um, limited free time while working and I, I knew that um, every year the uh, they had a um, my states in Australia had this unpublished manuscript prize 
And um, I decided to enter that really as a deadline for myself because I knew, having worked in journalism for a lot of years, that I responded really well to deadlines. And I just wanted to use that to get the manuscript to, to a point where I felt it was complete um, to a stage where it wasn't, it wasn't you know, too embarrassing to enter. Um, and maybe I'd get a little bit of judges' feedback about whether it was even worth continuing. But I, I entered and um, I ended up winning that competition. And I think, um, you know, that was something that opened a lot of doors and publishers took that competition seriously. And um, I, you know, and as they do a lot of sort of well-respected competitions and I got a lot of interest from publishers wanting to read it. Um, but I mean, that's just one route to publication. I think there's so many, you know, all, all authors have a different story of their route to publication. So it is worth aspiring authors to check out, you know, how their favourite authors got their foot in the door because there's, there's a lot of different ways to get your foot in that door. Yes, and much harder than it used to be. Would that be right? So. It's harder in New Zealand, I think. I think, I mean, it's such a, that was something that really put me off for a long time, writing a book, because you, you hear these stories about how it's, you know, it's really, it is really quite cutthroat and there's, there's, um, there's a lot of competition for limited attention spans and getting your manuscript in front of the people who can publish it is you know, it feels like a real uphill battle. Um, I, I'm not sure, you know, if it, it's hard to know if that's true or not. I mean, I think um, I think it is important to get your manuscript in front of the right people. I, I do feel like I've seen a lot of authors who have, you know, written, you know, really great books. And then that is enough. As, as soon as someone sees it, that is enough to kind of, um, publishers are always looking out for good stories. So don't be you know, disheartened because I think, you know, publishers, their favourite thing is finding stories that they can, you know, they think will, will become a great novel that readers will love. So um, they're definitely on the lookout out there. It's just a question of trying to get it in front of those people. And for me, competition really helped. But there are, you know, there are, there are lots of different ways to do that as well. What, what did you learn as a journalist, a newspaper journalist that, uh, you know, assisted you when you did decide to write a novel? Because they're quite different. Oh, I- yeah, I, le- I learned so much as a journalist, and um, it gave me a huge, you know, a really great grounding. Um, I learned lots of really practical skills, like um, being able to write a deadline, being able to express myself clearly on a page. Um, a really key one that I still use a lot to, to this day was the um, no, you when you're as a cadet journalist, I was always taught, you know, you shouldn't assume people will read to the end of your your article or your story because there's so many distractions and people lose interest. So you grab them early and your job is to try and keep them engaged as long as possible. And that's something I think about um, a lot when I'm writing um, you know, all my books. What I love about your work is that um, the landscapes, the Australian outbacks, and um, you just make the landscape another character always. Um, I see that as a main character in your stories. Um, is, is that so important to you, What your landscapes? Oh, absolutely. And I think the landscapes are such a, um, for me, they come really um, early in the planning process. So right from when I was writing my debut, which was The Dry, through to Exiles, which is the latest one, and all the books in between, the landscape has always been a really early decision. And what I'm looking for in the landscape is something that um, will support the plot. So I want it to be um, a setting that is woven through. Um, in that it um, it helps um, drive the action, so it, it kind of influences what has what has happened, or ideally the central mystery, but also the the characters. So I'm thinking about what characters I need to tell the story, and I'm looking for a landscape that will support 
those characters in terms of who they are. Have they grown up there? Have they moved there? What's their relationship like with the community they found themselves in or the people they have to interact with in that space? So there's all those things that play in. And ideally, by the end of the novel, I, I, I would like it for the, the reader to look back and think, you know, yes, that story couldn't have been told anywhere but this setting. And I was really delighted to have uh, a third book with um, my favourite one of my favourite people, uh, federal investigator Aaron Folk. Um, Where did he come from? So I think one of the things I I love to kind of um, demystify a little bit for aspiring writers is this idea that a character appears fully formed, you know, that I would love to have a romantic story where he, um, you know, came to me and I thought, yes, this is the character that's going to carry me through not one book, but but three books. But um, in reality, um, you know, writing is a very... It's a very layered process and it, it requires a lot of, you know, structural building blocks to make a story work effectively. And one of those building blocks is is the characters. And, um, and Fork, you know, I love writing about him, um, but he started exactly the same as every other character, which was to do a job, which was to propel the story forward. So um, I wanted um, a character who, you know, had a, had a relationship with the um, the community we initially see him in, in, in The Dry, which is the first book he's in, um, and had a relationship with the, the family involved. But I also wanted someone who was, you know, who was warm and who would um, readers would be drawn to and hopefully be interested in following. Um, and it's, it's those sort of initial um, kind of sort of little um, aspects of his personality that start to develop the more you... Um, write the character through the story. I think also being an author, you get to avoid things that have uh, sort of slightly annoy me in other um, books in the past, such as like a you know, the alcoholic detective who you really feel shouldn't even be behind the wheel of a car, <laughs> let alone trying to solve a, a, a major crime. But um, So you're able to kind of tailor the character to, to be exactly who you want it to be, but it does take some time in the writing process to get there. You seem to me um, to have a lot of patience when you're writing because you do so much planning. I mean, some writers I read, um, they don't seem to plan the story very well. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you know what you're, where you're going, don't you? I do, and I actually um, plan my books um, often from the end. Um, so when I'm thinking about an idea for a book, um, I'm not thinking about the, those opening pages um, I'm actually thinking about that moment of realisation where the reader um, is shown what has really happened and that sort of extreme moment has brought two characters together, um, you know, in, in, this, um, in this kind of sort of climax of the book. And that's the bit I'm starting to think about initially and, and I'm thinking, who, so who is involved and what has really happened and what has led them to this point? Is it something long you know long bubbling or is it spontaneous or is it an accident or misunderstanding um and who you know who else knew who else could have known um what has you know what what is the setting that they're meeting in so i'm sort of building out the the story from that final point so everything in the book is built towards that end point um and i just find i personally just find it easier um, to know where the story is going because every single thing can be made to work towards that resolution. And in the exile, in exiles, uh, which I've just finished and loved, um, you, um, it's a year later, a young woman's gone missing in this small 
town and where everybody knows everybody and seems to be fairly related to everybody. And you've got some um, great characters. You've brought back um, Rocco and um, um, Greg and the Rocco family. And you've also... um, the families have a big part to play in the where as the story evolves, and you've also um, you've got two young people that I really like, with Zara and uh, Joel, uh, major characters in the in the book, and uh, it's just um, it's very warm. He's um, folk has gone there for two reasons really. It's a year since this person has disappeared, and Nobody has found her or found the um, if she has been killed or was there an accident, we don't know. And so he's come back a year later, hasn't he, to the village for his good friend's uh, son's being christened. So it's sort of a happy, warm beginning and they have a winery and, uh, you know, it's it sounds what a good, you know, so, so easy at the at first and then about page three, <laughs> um, we know it's not going to be. Yeah, I think the, you know, with all sort of crime and mystery books, there's, um, there's definitely sort of dark threads running through, yeah, the questions and, um, uh, and, and the mysteries around um, the central plot. But I think, you know, for me, um, there's a lot of light in this book. And I, I wanted, you know, a setting to reflect that, which was this beautiful South Australian wine country. And um, I think, uh, you know, I went to... Um, Exiles knowing it would be the final book for um, Aaron Fork. So I wanted to really bring out aspects of his, um, his oh, character that yes. I haven't, you know, touched on um, in detail before. I'm just a bit sad about that. <laughs> I want another one. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm, I'm a little sad about it as well because, I mean, I, I've loved writing about him. And it's, it's um, you know, there was no... Um, it, it's not a question that, you know, I've, I've had enough of writing about him or no. wanting to move on or anything like that. In fact, it's completely the opposite because I, I've loved writing about him and he has been with me since, you know, page one of the dry, you know, book one. He, he was there for me. And um, I think, though, because of that, um, you know, I think in, in fiction, endings are so important. And I, I really wanted to give him a, a considered thought-out ending that was right for his character and, you know, put aside any kind of you know, commercial incentives to kind of carry on past the point that I really felt was right for him. And I I wanted to give him um, that conclusion that just sort of celebrated, I think, um, you know, everything that he has given me as a character. Well, that's, um, I mean, it must be tempting to keep writing about someone you're enjoying. And um, it, it seems a vote of confidence in yourself to be able to do that, to say, this is right. Three books is just right for him and and uh, I need to think about what I'm going to do next. I do feel, yeah, I do feel it is right. It was, it was sort of, it's a bittersweet decision for me, but it was, it wasn't a difficult one um, because I, di- I did know this would be, this was the right way to, to three books was enough um, for Fork. It was, it was the right time to end it. Um, and I, I think, you know, when I think about some of the, you know, things that I've loved, like you know, TV shows or you know, book series, or um, a big common component has been that the, the creator has known when to say when. Um, and I think it's really important to be honest with yourself as an author to know, you know, when that end point um, needs to be. And I, the Exiles came together um, exactly, you know, as I hoped it would when I, when I started. Um, so I'm really, I was really pleased with how how the, the story threads um, 
you know, how, how it came together in the end. Well, the five books have all done that, haven't they? Um, I mean, to have five very successful books and another uh, movie coming up for your second book, um, uh, you know, it's, um, it's a vote of confidence and it must be good for you to have felt how successful they've all been. I mean, it's, it has been so, it's been so lovely. I mean, the um, the way that, um, you know, readers have, um, and, you know, booksellers have, have embraced the books and supported them has just been such, you know, such a joy. And I'm, I'm so grateful to so many, you know, all of everybody who has ever bought a book and read it and passed it on and spread the word. Um, and, you know, the, the film, um, the, the, the film adaptations, um, I was really, I mean, for me, I was never really, the film was never a goal for me. For me, the, you know, um, sometimes I think people find it a little bit hard to believe because that does seem like the, the ultimate dream for an author. But for me, the dream was always just to get a book published. And if people read it and enjoyed it, that was, that was exactly what I wanted. And that was what happened. Um, but, um, I mean, it's lovely to have the film interest and to have people believe in the books enough to make that kind of financial and um, you know the the huge sort of commercial commitment that is involved, and I was really thrilled with the adaptation of the dry. It was I thought it captured everything um, it about did. the book that readers have embraced, and it's the same team doing Force of Nature now. Um, so I'm I'm feeling you know optimistic and looking forward to seeing seeing what they come up with with that one. On the cover, Exiles, Jane Harper, big letters, and at the top. We see what we expect to see, and that was one of Folks' sayings, wasn't it? Um, he uh, looked beyond that uh, expectation of, you know, it's so easy to see what we expect to see. And then the prologue of the book begins that, um, think back, under quote, the signs were there. What were they? How did it come to this? Could we have stopped it? And Folk knew that the answer was probably yes. Um, he just had that extra intuition, didn't he? And and he was patient, and it slowed the book down for me. Which sometimes page turner crime novels they're too fast and they're too quick, and the and you go into the backstories really, especially after a year, because we've had a year since the dreadful thing happened that we can't talk about. And um, it's at the fair, country fair for this town and everybody's there but it's also a year since it all happened so they're having um, memorial sort of um, talk about it and maybe somebody else will come up with some ideas uh, who may have seen something or remembered something and then also memory is not always a good uh, thing to have because we remember very different things don't we a year and later. That, that was- that was exactly the reason, um, you, you know, why, why um, you've touched on exactly the reason why um, I wanted to set the, the main action of the book um, a year after the initial um, mystery um, is, is um, sort of introduced to the readers. And um, it's exactly that reason that I think um, when there's, there's certain books that work really well when they're told in the immediate sort of present where the the, you know, the the question is unfolding and there's, there's action that needs to be ha- taken right now and people are, um, you know, a, a, a kind of really sort of wrapped up in the minute-by-minute um, unfolding of, of what is going on. But for me, for this story particularly as well, I felt the um, problem with that was that it, it sucks the oxygen out of everything else. There's nothing else 
the characters can really um, talk about other than what is immediately happening, this emergency that's unfolding. And I really wanted for Exiles and for Fork, I wanted to have that breathing space where conversations could be had and relationships developed. And there's this time for reflection and for thinking about, you know, what just what is what is going on and what does that mean for people? Because that's always been the thing for me personally that ever since my journalism days that I've been most interested in. Um, it's not so much that initial incident or the the crime at the, the that is it the the catalyst for the um, the start of the book. It's that ripple effect and the impact it has on people's lives going and, forward. Um, you know, and and how people respond to that. That has always been the bit that's drawn me in. And the uh, the actual um, um, that uh, that for me s- slows it down, and I can think more clearly as I'm reading um, about what's happening. And uh, gradually, little by little, small steps you take um, as the uh, relationships fracture and uh, the truth is finally revealed. But um, it's a, such so a complete plan and. And it's different from a lot of um, fast crime novels, which I don't like nearly as much as yours. It's much, uh, and I think that's part of your success, Jane. So, and um, to finish with, um, Australian writers, um, we don't get enough Australian writers in New Zealand. Uh, we certainly get your you, but um, and Australia doesn't get so many New Zealand novels. I don't know why, but they, it's, I think it's improving. But since mm. we've had the uh, Nao Marsh Awards for Crime Novel, we're in our 11th year, and I can't believe what a difference that's made for um, crime novel t- novelists, first-time crime novelists, uh, just pouring in, you know, and writing really good books. And, and we have an overseas um judging panel of about four people from all around the world and uh, one New Zealander on that. But that um, Naomi Marsh Award in New Zealand, like the Ned Kelly Award in Australia, that makes a huge difference, do you think? I think so. A good a good friend of mine um, who writes the name Karina Kilmore, um, I believe, was, um, I think, um, a finalist in the in Naomi Marsh Award recently with her debut novel, Where the Truth Lies. So she's she um, she is new, um, from New Zealand originally, and now um, I've met her since she's been living in Australia. But it's um, yeah, it's great to kind of I, I think awards are um, you know they're they're a really great way to think to introduce readers to writers that maybe they otherwise wouldn't discover. Um, it just it just gives um, it just puts anything that can put a book in front of a reader that um, means that they're not having to be discovered on their own or through a bookseller recommendation or. Um, is, is is great for authors, um, and you know it's it's really great when you've got really strong shortlists and things as well because it just the more you know, the more credibility and the 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 better the the kind of category of um of books it, it's um it just helps us all. Thank you, Jane. And uh, Jane Harper has written Exiles, her fifth novel, and I believe you're going to have a little break and spend some time with your own family for a little while before you write again. And uh, it's published by Macmillan. And join us, Moran Rout and Ruth Todd, next Tuesday on Bookends on Plains FM 96.9.